0: Okay. Welcome everyone to the United Ultimate Football Network podcast, episode three. We've got Bet's Football today, and my guest today is Paul Barrett from Independent FC uh, with my co host, Tabrice, the amateur footballer. Hello, Paul. Um, would you like to start by letting everyone know how you started in football?
1: Um, I suppose. Hello, everyone. I suppose it's a same story as everybody else. Um, Started at school. um, Yeah, started at school, um, then joined a Saturday side, um, progressed through the ranks, through the age groups, then on to open age football, playing on Sundays, um, Pearly Way, Wimbledon Extension, places like that, Um, a few teams. Then um, I heard about um, Vets football, started to get too old for this open age football, young kids running past you. Heard about this Vets football and thought, that sounds about right, actually. Um, People of the same age playing, still wanting to play football. Um, You're not gonna get these massive, unbalanced games where you're playing against 11 young kids and you know 11 old men and you get like a cricket score um so i started in vets football um that must have been it must have been about 10 11 years ago maybe 15 years ago and been here ever since um stopped playing when it was taking a little bit too long to recover after a game which happens to us all Um, And found that I was a little bit better probably in organising players, obviously going through the ranks of football, knowing a little bit about the game. Um, Thought I was, yes, I found that I was probably a little bit better at organising teams, um, tactics, talking to players, things like that. Um, So started in my managerial um, path, a little bit successful in that um won the vets national cup um with peckham town um as a manager part of their management team um then we splintered off and had a vet side at peckham and i became um, an assistant manager with ray um and that's where i've been um since then we've splintered into two two teams so we were peckham then we were lsu and now we're independent so um same sort of group of players but um yeah so that's where i've landed and that's that's where i call home
0: okay so for those who don't know what bets football is about and what it all, what it all entails can you explain to people who might not know anything about that sort of, okay. side of what it's so
1: about so so we've got open age open age is anyone from um a teenager up to wherever they want to whoever whenever they want to play but then we've got vets football vets football is you have to be 35 and over simple as that you have to be 35 and over and some some people might think i was just walking football they would be very very wrong at that very very wrong so that is vets football 35 and over you usually find vets football teams are the ones with the better pitches are the ones who play on private pitches. Um, clubs and grounds usually like to have a Vets football team because they're the ones that spend the money after the game. They're the ones that usually stay behind and have a drink where you will find the open age teams usually just quickly get changed and they're gone because they've got things to do. The Vets right. footballers, they usually stay behind. So Vets teams are usually welcomed at private pitches and given the best pitches because they know they're gonna generate money through the bar.
0: Okay, um, so how big do you think Vets football was when you started until how it is now? And do you think that it's gonna be a there's a growth in this sort of market of football?
1: Vets football was big when I first started. Um, obviously there wasn't there wasn't the age of social media, but Vets football was big and we had very good players playing in vets football semi-pro players that would play um would leave semi-pro and come and play um, vets football um it was it's just the social media side of it that's accelerated the growth of vets football um now you're seeing teams um recording their games i mean we record our games <clears throat> we've got the um mr tabrice the amateur footballer doing shows um which is helping the word of vets football. Um, it can it can be <clears throat> the world is the world is its oyster. I would say there isn't a ceiling to when it can stop. Um, the more people that finish playing open age but want to continue playing football, vets football becomes very attractive because then you're playing with people of your own sort of age group. You're not playing against yeah. a nineteen year old on the wing. Yeah. Um, so it becomes more attractive. So obviously. There's going to be a, a supply, an everlasting supply of players, once they finish open age, that are going to come into vet football.
0: Yeah, sure. So it's got a growth market there. And do you think? Definitely. Um, do you think it's? Um, it seems to me. I, I mean, I'm looking from the outside, in, it's bigger in London than it is sort of anywhere else in that sort of area.
1: I can um, only talk. Sorry, I can only talk about London, but I am sure it must be big in Birmingham, Manchester, Liverpool, because. Those sort of big cities love their football. You know, you see the parks are full on a, on a weekend. Um, so there's just a natural progression of, I'm not, I don't want to play against a 19 year old. I want to play against somebody that at least I stand a chance with the, the game sort of like 50-50, um, where can I vet football? It might not be as many leagues as we have in London, but I'm sure vets football is is, you know, is around the, the big major cities. I'm. Um, I. I would be surprised if it isn't.
0: Do you think uh, there's a? Good thanks. Raise your oh, hand. Oh yes. Uh, um, coach. Um,
2: how how important is it to to like still rekindle these kind of competitive games and opponents that you used to play when you know you was 1920 and to kind of rekindle those competitive games in your early early 30s?
1: well i think you're asking is the game's competitive is that sort of, is that the sort of question yeah, is that the question yeah, yeah, i think yeah, i think yeah. what you'll find is um the 35 year old player still doesn't want to lose like the 19 year old player he he might not be able to do what he, the 19 year old player can do but he still doesn't want to lose so um, <clears throat> like us like us we've got a whole squad of people who don't want to lose they're winners um so um i think the competitiveness is very high in vets football um very high because you, you know you, you just don't want to lose
2: mm-hmm. and, and um in terms of what like you you know know about vets football and you know even grassroots um in general um what what things would you like the london fa the fa in general to be kind of looking at to literally support the game,
1: better pitches for sure. Um, the money people say the money trickles down; it doesn't trickle down. Um, better, better pitches, better facilities. Um, I mean, we've been to we've been to places where um, not even any showers, no showers at all. Um, the pitches are terrible. Um, teams wouldn't mind paying a little bit extra if the pitches are of good quality. You don't mind. What gets on your nerves is that you're asking me to pay this amount and the pitches, it's just basically a park. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm not going to do that. So, you know, better pitches, better... Um, um, a better accountability by the leagues, because some of these leagues get away with stuff that you wonder, you know, what what the hell is going on? A so better accountability... Um, players knowing that there's somebody that they can write to or ring and say, you need to have a look at this league. This is what happens. Um, and the FA take it serious. Um, those sort of things. Um, yeah, pitches. Um, refs are now coming into the game. So we, we're, we're not getting that situation where you're turning up and there's no ref. Um, we're getting quite a few refs in the game. Um, so that that side of it's getting better. I would definitely say the pitches and the facilities need to need a little bit more um, eyes on it by the FA.
2: Hmm. And also, uh, as well, kind of talking about what like you do for independent. Um, how important is it to you? Because again, you know, um, I've kind of had like the privilege of of like being in a changing room when you're happy, when you're not so happy <laughs> as well. I mean, how how literally important? Is it to you to to actually communicate well to the players, especially at halftime?
1: Um, it's a team. Um, it's a team. Ray is the manager. Um, no, there's no. Let's let's not m- put any doubt in people's mind. Ray is. I am just there to help him along the along the way. There are times when um, we're two different personalities. So there are times when he thinks, you know what. Paul will be able to deal with this better than I will. And he lets me have the floor. And there are times where he has the floor, of course, because he's a manager. Um, So it's teamwork. Um, Everybody has to be... Everybody has to be sailing in the the right direction. We have a a squad that um, understands what we're asking of them and and knows that they have to deliver. Um, What you will find is um, people will stop listening... If the process that you're asking them to do doesn't work, okay. and we've been we've been very lucky that we get promoted every season. We started in the fifth, and we're now in the second. We get promoted every, and we've won two cups. So we're we're very lucky that um, our process people can see because the first thing a player will say to you is, "Well, we haven't won anything." What you're talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. So you need that backup of saying, "Well, I've won this. I've won that." We've won this, we've won that by doing what I've said. So, just continue doing it. You need that sort of backup. There's no point talking to a player and barking and shouting at him and you've just lost every game. It, it, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. You're not paying them. It, you're going to lose, as they say, you're going to lose the changing room by doing that.
0: Barry? Paul, Paul, Paul do you think there's... um. Scope for uh, other leagues, playing other teams. So, I e you 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 you're in London, and I'm aware of other clubs or other leagues where they only play, say, five other clubs in their league because that's all they've yeah. got in there. Do you
1: yeah. think there's a scope
0: where they can people can expand and p- push themselves by playing other teams around the country?
1: Um. Yes. Yes, and no. I mean, can um is a, is an area where they don't have a very big league um there's a no. guy that cuts on um Tabrice's show I mean yeah yeah they don't have a very big league which must hamper them because yeah. you know you're you're not you're not getting real quality by by that so um but it's you know people have got time you know saturday you know you've worked all week you you know do they want to travel you know some people don't um, no. I personally wouldn't find it interesting if I'm just playing five teams in a league. I I wouldn't find it interesting at all. I would I would want a little bit more than that. So um, yeah that that that's just me. I I would want a little bit more.
0: So your clubs are like based in like so your South London, you could potentially play better teams in Surrey, which are just bordering you. So
1: most we'll most be... of our games border. Most of our games are are like that. Yeah they border. Yeah. most places. So yeah we can. We can' play there, um, we've played down in Kent before in the Kent Cup. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we're lucky that we've got a team where, if I was to say next week we're playing in Birmingham, I'd have 18 people that, that wow. would want to play. yeah, that's thats they just love football. And as I said before last week on Tibrici so, success breeds. you know, when you're winning, you don't care. You just want to continue playing football. you don't give, you don't care. So yeah, so um yeah, we're very we're very lucky. We
0: we're very lucky when it comes to that. That's yes, good. Do you do you think um, that uh clubs are missing a trick by not um, having like vets? I mean, when I say clubs, I'm talking about all clubs across the country, not just not just um, say the lower league clubs, but even the higher league clubs in the in the league football that, that having vets attached to them. I know some of them do have their um they do have their what, what do you call it, their uh X11s or whatever they are. But you don't really see a lot of um, clubs using this format to to push players into to, to go into vets football, so they can have them attached to it as well.
1: No, There's I think for players missing,
0: to go basically, I, yeah.
1: I think they're definitely missing a trick. I think they're definitely missing a trick because then you can get the kids' parents. You know, you know, the father goes to take the kid to football. You know, you could you could include the the father in that, where where the father plays in the vets team as well. So yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. definitely believe that they're missing a the trick.
0: For sure. Yeah, I just we I I was talking to Brisa about at some point about you know vice versa some play, some play, yeah just just a mixed match where you can have players coming into the vets football from say from say non league or from another club, um, but if you're attached to a club, you can have those you can that can continue that that actual football uh, education if you like can continue after yeah. 35 because let's face it, people at 35 aren't aren't um. Aren't finished. They are. Um, exactly. They're, you know, their legs. Their legs might not be as great, but their their mind's still there, um, and they can. You know, they they can they can still do something. Um, exactly. So I, 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 I think they yeah, should. I mean, look at it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, I I think um there's a team in Division One, Glebe, um that that actually Paul knows well. Like, I think that's yeah. the only team that I know that that are that are non-league. They have an open age, and also they have a vets as well. So I think um, okay. they've kind of bought like into the idea of kind of keeping keeping everyone together, which is yeah. yeah. I mean, again, it, it's a it's a kind of great way to to kind of create a community, to kind of create an audience, and you know Definitely. also as well to actually keep people uh, within football. Um, and um, and I've got another question. I mean, I know um, it's been highlighted on the news and also on social media. Regarding um, a lot of the well, especially the elite footballers that have suffered, you know, cardiac um, um, arrests and and have faded, faded uh, regarding playing 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 football. Um, I know that there was an incident with a team in our division. Something similar happened. I mean, how how important is it for like you know you know men our age, to, you know, to be kind of educated regarding first aid? And kind of, you know, literally also as well, put putting resources into clubs, so you know, you know, touch wood. If anything happens, at least we have the equipment there to to possibly save a life.
1: Exactly. Another thing, very important, very important. You would you would hope that the FA would have looked into that, but as I said, the money doesn't trickle down. The money. How many pitches do people know who listen to, listen to this podcast that, that um grounds are closed you know, the pitches that they used to play on is, is now a private flat, you know? So the, the money doesn't trickle down. Those sort of first-aiders and people like that are needed in a club, of course, you know? Should be free should be free training for those sort of people who want to take up that course. So every team has somebody that, if there's a problem, they can help out. Even on another pitch, you know, at least you would know that every game, somebody there has taken a course, And knows what to do until the ambulance comes you know those sort of things are important you know in the end it's just football you want everybody wants to get on to their to their families and their kids in the end it's just football you know
2: and uh and you, you 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 know what coach i think you've kind of played your role down um at independent and you know i know why which you know which is fine but I mean at this present moment in time you are you are you are out watching football um, independent and not playing today but you know you are you are out watching football. I mean like what's the one thing that you love about grassroots football?
1: Banter. I love I love I love the banter, but it's got to be the right banter. Mm-hmm. I love the I love the banter. Um the togetherness, um yeah, you know, the the excuse not to go to IKEA on a Saturday with your misses. Um <laughs> So yeah, so I I, I love fo- I just love football I I just love football and yeah I'm out watching an opponent that we're gonna we're gonna play later on in the season so yeah I I just love it but I'm doing it not because big headed I've, I've won these things it's not a big deal to me you know as I keep on saying to people nobody knows you on a Monday at the bus stop you you know what I mean no one knows you so you know it doesn't mean anything to me I, I I find it funny when I hear other vets teams giving it the big one and this and that it you know I I, I just put my eyes to the sky because you're not a professional you're grassroots <laughs> you know what i mean no one's yeah letting you on the bus before them on a Saturday because you've beaten a team five deal you know what i mean no one's doing that it's just football just grassroots football that's all it is so that's i i love it i love the you know i obviously i love my team i love the togetherness we've got um so yeah and i obviously i love the the, the, the winning don't like the losing but i love the winning
0: yeah I'm conscious of time, um, Paul. and I realise you need to get off. So, um, thank you for um, appearing on the uh, podcast today. No, thank you.
1: no, thank you. Thank you for asking me. Thank you very much. And I,
0: ho- I hope to add you to the Amateur Football Network on Telegram shortly.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no problem, no problem. I'm here to here to help. Whatever you whatever you need, I'm happy to um happy to talk on it. Whatever you need. That's,
0: that's brilliant, Paul. Thank you very much, and thank you. To no problem. Harrison.
1: No Thank problem. You, you take care. You take care, guys. You take care. Take care. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.